Welcome into Adam's Plus One, where as you know, my plus one is always a star of the show. I'm just here to make sure that we somewhat stay on track. Let's dive in, but before we do, as always, we just ask if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone. With all that being said, Eli, what's up, dude? What's going on, man? Happy to be here. That's what we like to hear. I hear you've got some squats in as we're talking before we jumped in, so sure you got enough energy for this, man? The plus one, it's no joking here. Yeah, man, I, uh, I'll i say I'm glad to be sitting down, <laughs> and I'm glad there's minimal stairs to get up here. So, Eli, why don't you, uh, why don't you give us a, a brief intro of who you are? Yeah, for sure. So uh, my name's Eli, as that was mentioned. I'm currently in occupational therapy school, um, live in Belvedere, big time into CrossFit all of a sudden, so that's kind of what I like to do in my free time, work as a bartender at the local slot parlor, and then also at uh, the new Nine Iron Place in Belvedere, which is an indoor golf simulator. So those are kind of my odds and ends jobs. Um, And then in between is uh, school and working out and, uh, of course, hanging out with uh, the fiancé. So I want to start with your college baseball and then kind of how you got into the occupational therapy route. Why don't you tell us, like, when did you start playing baseball at what age? And then when did you know you were going to play at at a high level? Yeah, so uh, baseball is definitely a big part of my life, um, probably up until the recent years when I finally hung up the cleats. But uh, it's funny, I actually could throw a ball before I could even walk. So when I was a toddler, my parents had videos of me throwing a ball against the wall. It rolled back to me and I just keep tossing it. And then that kind of developed into, um, I have an older brother who's a year and a half older than me and he started playing t-ball. Well, Little Eli didn't like that he didn't get to play t-ball with his older brother. <laughs> so uh, the next year, I got signed up to uh, play t-ball. And then uh, I think I was only like maybe like three years old. And um, played all sports growing up, a little bit of football through the elementary years. Um, and then basketball and baseball were my big two. So going into like middle school, I started to get into playing travel baseball. Um, a little more serious with it, and then playing basketball. Um, I played a couple years on like a travel team, um, but mainly just in in school for basketball. Um, and honestly, I was a big basketball guy. I really enjoyed basketball. Um, but what I found out was my talents were kind of better suited for baseball. So as we went through middle school, um, going into high school, kind of start to find out what you need to focus on, um, especially if you wanted to play in college. And um, I, I enjoyed baseball, and I was a lot better at baseball than I was at basketball, so that's kind of what I decided to run with. Um, and I think from that, that grew into uh, me actually loving the sport more and more as I started working more with it. I um, got put on a different travel team, um, which actually pretty – pretty crazy to look back at. I'm pretty sure everybody on that team went uh, division one, or I think there's one or two guys who ended up being like division two throughout the four years, um, which is interesting too. So that team, I mean, we were pretty stacked. We had guys end up playing in the SEC. A couple guys are in the minors right now. What was the name of the team? Yeah. So it's uh, GRB Rays. They're based out of Madison. So every week drive, an hour from where I was living at the time to go practice. And then um, during the summers, you uh, pretty much travel every weekend. So 
my dad and I would get in the car, drive to wherever and play eight to 10 games in a weekend, if not more. Um, and I was a catcher. So I was always catching all those games, uh, which I like to contribute to uh, why I can squat pretty decent. <laughs> right. Um, Going through high school baseball, um, I went to a really tiny high school, uh, Christian Life here in Rockford. Um, so right away, freshman year, you know, I played varsity baseball just because we were down numbers and whatnot. And um, actually had the cool opportunity to play with uh, my brother, who was a pitcher. So he kind of had a fun combo for a couple years. Um, he was two grade levels above me. So he was a pitcher. I was a catcher. And uh, actually, those games... I would only catch for him because um, he he was a very good pitcher. He threw pretty hard, good breaking ball. And um, when I wasn't catching, then I was put in the field wherever wherever we needed. So my freshman year is a lot of outfield, and then sophomore year played a lot of uh, shortstop, and then junior year and senior year kind of got back more into catching and such too. What was your brother? What's your brother's name? His, brother. his name is Nico. Nico, shout out Nico, dude. Shout out to Nico, man. Yeah, he, uh, crazy story, um, won't go into it too much, but he actually just had a tryout with the Texas Rangers. That's sick. Oh, it's so cool. And, uh, of course, I always tell everybody he's the athlete of the family. Like, I'm the one who played college sports, but that man is just a gifted athlete, man. He's he's awesome. That is cool. Hopefully, well, good luck to him. I don't know how it went, but awesome for him to keep going with it, man. That's cool. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, of course, now he's into golf and likes to show me up in golf because he can hit the ball way further than I can. <laughs> but he doesn't work out or anything. But, man, he can bomb that thing. But, uh, but yeah, so jumping. So you're playing, you're playing all these positions in high school. Obviously, as a freshman to play varsity, regardless of the numbers, I'm pretty good. When did you know, okay, I'm going to be able to play at the next level at D1 baseball? When did that, like, did, did you always know? So it's it's a pretty interesting story, actually. Um, but playing with that travel team, we had a lot of guys um, on the older teams that were going to, you know, big D1 schools. And I got to work with a lot of them um, when we did positional training and such. And uh, kind of always felt like, hey, like I'm right up there with these guys. Why can't I play at the same level, you know? And um, obviously learning a lot from them, too. So. Um, going into junior year, it's kind of the big year for baseball and recruiting and everything. Um, and what was interesting is there was a coach who um, came and started coaching at a school that was in our conference. And he actually came from Dallas Baptist University, uh, DBU. They're kind of a big baseball powerhouse now. But um, at the time, they were still kind of growing their program and uh, developing um, as far as talent goes. Um, but he had just come over and obviously playing against them. He was like, man, like, it'd be really cool if you go play there. And I was like, oh, absolutely. You know, <laughs> so that became my dream, like sophomore, junior year. I was like, oh, I want to go to DBU, DBU. So got in contact with the coach and uh, pretty quickly found out they had already signed a catcher in my year who was an Under Armour All-American. So tough to follow up with that. Um, you know, they said they'd be willing to to take a look and give me a shot. But as far as needing a catcher, they didn't really need one. So that dream kind of quickly faded. And then it became, okay, now I need to find somewhere to play. Um, and again, baseball was kind of like where my head was at. Um, did well in school. So I had 
good options as far as academics goes and such. Um, basically, it was kind of running wild for a little bit. And um, the same coach uh, actually left my after my junior year of high school baseball. And he went to go coach at a Division II school down in Tennessee um, called Union University, uh, who is actually a very uh, good Division II program. And he had me come down there. I went to some camp, did pretty well. Um, and they had a pretty good verbal offer put on the table as far as getting a lot of playing time right away, good amount of money, um, kind of going to be the guy right right away, which is pretty unique going into college baseball. Um, unfortunately, younger Eli was kind of set into going Division One, So as exciting as it was, I, I didn't say yes right away and um, was kind of keeping my options open, trying to go to a, a bigger school. And when you're a young athlete, you know, you're thinking you're going to play at Vanderbilt or Florida, you know. Um, but quickly, those realizations kind of hit you. And then um, I decided, okay, I'm, I'm going to go play for this guy. Like, it's a good opportunity, good program. So call him back, kind of like, yeah, let's let's go for it. And he was real excited. And um, at the time, really, they were the only offer I had. Um other than like Rockford University, the the local D3 in town, um, always said that I would have a spot to play there. So I decided to uh, verbally commit to Union. Um, and then about less than a month later, I get a call from um, that same guy. His name is Brance Rivera. Awesome dude. And he he's like pretty choked up. Like sounds like he's like almost crying and I'm like, Oh, this can't be good. You know, <laughs> uh, basically um, he said that their head coach decided that they weren't going to uh, fully extend the offer that we had talked about. And um, the academic money would still be on the table, but the baseball money was very limited and they needed pitching. So pitching was their priority. So they were going to go after some arms. And from that, the money that I was expecting to get from them was pretty limited. And that was a very expensive school to go to. So um, that kind of fell through. And then that was going into the fall of senior year of high school, which early signing for baseball is like in the late fall, early winter um, of your first semester of senior year. So it kind of became crunch time. I think I had like maybe three weeks before early signing period. And normally if you, at the time, if you don't sign early, it means you're going to junior college or division three. So uh, kind of scrambling, sending out all my information to all these schools, trying to get picked up anywhere. Um, had some interest from UW-Milwaukee. Um, didn't really care for it. So um, they had a catcher who I believe he was actually drafted, but Essentially, I was going to have to sit for two years, and that was going to be that. Um, and I didn't want to go just ride ride the bench for two years. So um, looked around, and then wasn't getting much of anything back. And then we had a, a week until signing. And then all of a sudden, I had four offers on the table. Um, four offers in a week uh, to sign. So all these schools were um, far out of town. And um, so I kind of narrowed it down to 
uh, two schools. One was in South Carolina and one was in Ohio. So the school in Ohio, Cedarville University, um, I actually went and visited. Um, it's a small, I think it's about 4,000 um, on campus. And um, they are a private school, um, faith background, Christian background, uh, obviously grown up um, Baptist Christian religion and then going to Christian life. I uh, like the idea of going to a, like a smaller private school. So went down there, visited, met with the coach, met with some players, and uh, I absolutely loved it. So uh, talked to the other coach in South Carolina, uh, didn't have the opportunity to go visit, uh, but based on the conversations with the coaches and everything, um, I decided to uh, go with Cedarville, which is Division Two. So committed there. Um, obviously, internally, I was actually pretty upset because uh, I wanted to go Division One. I. I didn't understand why I wasn't getting picked up. Um, I think part of it was going to a smaller high school, um, had great stats and everything, but it kind of is thrown out the window when you look at the competition you play against. They grade on a curve, huh? Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, I decided to go to Cedarville. Um, went there. What was the offer at Cedarville? Um, so I got quite a bit of academic money. Uh, believe it or not, I got a, a minority scholarship since my last name ends in a Z. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then a little bit of baseball money, too. And um, the thing they said, too, was that they could increase that that baseball money as the seniors started to graduate, too. Um, we, as far as a family, were not uh, by any means well off at the time. So we kind of had a set number of this is how much we can pay and, and that's how it's going to be. Um, and by the time the offer got put through and everything on paper, uh, the number came out to like within a dollar of that number, awesome. which is uh, pretty remarkable. Definitely a big God thing. Um, and how all the numbers just worked out. So go through senior year, baseball did pretty well. Um, actually made all state, which was pretty cool. Um, and then played at, for a local travel team um, called the big dogs and, I actually played for them when I was younger, so it was kind of cool to reunite with the guys. And um, I think we only lost one game that summer. We we did pretty well. When you've already committed to Cedarville, then you go into your senior year, you make all state. Is it? Can D one school say, "Hey, we'd like to have you"? Or once you've committed and signed papers, how does that work? Yeah. So I signed the national letter of intent, and once you do that, it pretty much means recruiting is closed down for you. Now, there's times where, you know, a coach may not realize that and maybe he sees you play at a tournament and he comes up and talks to you, um, which did happen. Uh, but once you let them know, hey, I already signed my letter of intent, that's pretty much the end of the conversation, mm-hmm. um, which did happen the uh, summer after uh, my senior year. I uh, had a coach come up to me and, and was starting to talk to me and I, I just had a lot of know, like, hey, just so you know, I signed my letter of intent already and you know, that's pretty much in the conversation. So it's like, where were you last fall homeboy? When I was exactly. <laughs> I talked to you, but <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I, you know, I went to a lot of like uh showcase camps and stuff and um, I always did pretty well. And they always send you like a report card and kind of like grade you on what level um, they think you're playing at. And pretty much all of them I got back were, were Hey, you're, you'd be, um, high level division two, low to mid division one kind of uh, player based on like your numbers and what we saw. 
and all you know all these schools that told me that i'm like okay well i'm waiting for my offer <laughs> i'm waiting for that d1 that's right <laughs> what did you learn what did you learn in that process with with from your junior year through summer senior year looking for the d1 school looking for the right opportunity well looking back now what what do you what was your biggest takeaway yeah i'm, I'm glad you asked that actually so i think that you know, especially when you're younger, playing for, you know, a good travel team and seeing all these guys go to, to big ones, you almost get the expectation that, hey, I'm playing for this team. These are my numbers and I'm playing with. I'm almost expecting uh, to go Division One. But um, with that, you don't realize or you kind of learn, okay, you, you can make it there, but, you know, you're not just going to be given it. You have to work for it. And I think that was um, a big eye opener, especially after um, that union scholarship was kind of pulled. It was like, okay, I I need I need to really work for this, you know. And I think that was probably the biggest blessing in disguise. Um, looking back, as far as my baseball career was, you know, my talent it is what it is, and it's only going to take me so far. But you know, I need to work with that talent. If I don't work with it, then I'm pretty much irrelevant. So. Definitely a big learning curve, um, and it kind of gave me almost like a chip on my shoulder, um, which I think was probably the best thing that could have happened going into playing college baseball. So then when I get to Cedarville, um, I'm expected to kind of be the starting catcher right out of the bat based on conversations with the coach, what we had talked about on my visit and such. And I quickly found out, well, they had also recruited another catcher, and I quickly found out the guy who was supposed to get drafted who was a catcher in his junior year, now a senior, is still on campus. So I'm walking around and I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> so we get, and uh, college baseball is interesting. So you have a, a full fall season, basically, where you, you'll you play scrimmage games against more local schools, um, but you're practicing four hours every day, and then you have your lifting in the morning. And it's kind of a big time where... They assess the talent, assess the players, and I mean, really, that's what they're making the roster based off of is the fall. So going from high school and travel baseball to college baseball, definitely a big transition because now you, Monday through Friday, you're waking up at five in the morning to go lift for an hour, hour and a half, and you're going to classes from eight in the morning to three in the afternoon. And then you got practice from 3.30 in the afternoon to 7.30 at night. And then you go eat and then, well, you're still a student, so you got work to do. (laughs) Um, And then on top of that, you realize that uh, some of the guys that are pretty good on the team are the ones who they'll go eat their dinner after practice and then they go back in the field house and they're doing more stuff. And that was kind of an eye opener for me too was I'm practicing for four hours and that's not enough. So I kind of uh, was taken under the wing, fortunately, of a few guys and uh, started doing a lot of extra stuff. And baseball-wise, um, started to perform very well. Um, but again, having that, that catcher as a senior was kind of a big roadblock. Um, but was, what was helping me was my hitting. Um, I was also a pretty good hitter growing up, um, but kind of getting into the weight room more, um, developing my tools, doing extra stuff um, was kind of pushing me forward uh, hitting wise. Um, so it was had a great fall, hit really well, did really well in all the scrimmage games and whatnot. 
and uh, they decided, hey, we kind of like how you're hitting. Do you think you could go play third base? And I said, yeah, sure. I'll, I don't see why not. Uh, inside, I was uh, pretty frightened. <laughs> third base is kind of a hot corner, especially in college. So, right, it's I uh, want that bat fast. Yeah, and um, being a catcher, I think helped me with reaction time and everything. But uh, inside, I knew I wasn't the best fielder in the world, so I knew it was gonna gonna be pretty rough. But actually, did pretty well. Um, so I get through fall season of baseball. Um, kind of look at my report card and my grades and I'm like, Oh, this isn't so good. <laughs> so definitely excelled in baseball that first fall and, uh, kind of took a hit academically, but, uh, long story short, um, ended up, I sat the first game of the season and then from the second game on, I played third base the entire, the entire year. Um, and then I was like the number nine hitter and worked my way up to being um, the six hole guy uh, as a freshman, which was pretty cool. Big time. Um, second year comes around, um, talk to the coach and he kind of says like, you're going to be our five hole guy. We need you to produce. You're still playing third base, uh, but we're going to have the other guy who was in my class. His name is Matt um, catch for us this year. And then there was another now senior at the time, um, who was a pretty good catcher as well. So I said, okay, we'll play third base again. Uh, I think it was like the sixth or seventh game. We were down in Georgia playing and, uh, we'd come in from the field and I'm, I'm grabbing a drink of water and the guy hitting, um, I hear the crack off the bat. Like normally would you would hear it. You'd be like, Oh, it's a good hit. You look up right away. So I hear the bat and I look up and all of a sudden I got a baseball right in my face. So I took probably like a hundred and five mile mile an hour baseball straight to the face. <laughs> wow. So fortunately, my grandparents, uh, who actually live in South Carolina, were at the game, and uh, I was pretty bell rung. So right away, they took me to the ER and uh, found out I had broken my jaw and uh, would need surgery. So. Right away, I knew I was going to take a medical redshirt year and uh, kind of be done for the year and get the surgery and whatnot. Um, didn't actually get the surgery. I have my own theories about why that went down, but I won't get into that too much. Um, but did have a year off. Good. We don't like to get into that thing, those types of things on the planet. Yeah, so some, some conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so – Actually, um, that same year, my best friend from college, he uh, tore his UCL in the fall. So he was out for the year. And then um, another guy um, who was in our class uh, got cut from the team. So at this point, we're all pretty close, but it was uh, actually super nice that all three of us could kind of uh, be together outside of baseball. Um, and again, I, I see this as like a big blessing because um, I kind of got to experience um, life away from baseball for a little bit, um, get my priorities right with God and academics, especially. And then I would imagine up to this point in your life, you know, you're 19 or 20. I don't know from the time you were like nine or 10, whatever age that was, it was baseball, baseball, baseball. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that was everything. It was my whole identity, you know academics i always did well in in high school but uh it was it just kind of came easy to me um so that kind of gave me time to really focus on school um at the time i actually had switched majors i was in nursing my freshman year and decided to go into pre-med 
Um, so pre-med is obviously, um, it's very intense. Yeah. So it was, it was good for me to have that time to, to focus on school, um, get side out, get outside of baseball for a little bit. Um, one really cool thing about Cedarville, uh, being a faith-based university, um, was there's a lot of support, um, in that realm. So I got to kind of really dive into my faith and relationship with God in that year as well. Um, which I'm, I'm very thankful for, um, kind of putting me on the right path. Uh, definitely it's easy to get distracted with, um, other things and, and being in an athletic world, there's a lot that comes with that. Right. Um, so kind of being able to, to step back and really, um, set my priorities right, I think was really good for me. Um, went into that summer. Um, I actually stayed in Ohio and played on a, a summer team out there. I'm just trying to try to get back on the field and, and uh, get used to playing baseball again. Um, did absolutely terrible. That was probably the worst baseball I've ever played in my life, but, uh, it was good to, to get it all out of the way with before going back into, um, the fall of junior year. Um, and then the fall came, um, actually it did super well. Um, probably the best I've ever played. So going from the worst to the best, um, and then into the season, had a pretty good year. And then early on in that season, um, my youngest sister actually started getting sick. So she started having um, seizures. There's a lot going on. At this time, my older brother was out of the house, and my younger sister, who's a year and a half younger than I am, was in college in Florida. So a lot of responsibility on my parents to, to to look out for my youngest sister going through what we didn't know really what was going on at the time. Um, so a lot of conversations back and forth, but essentially I decided, you know, family first. I need I need to be there um, for my sister, for my family, and uh, decided to transfer out of Cedarville, which was actually very difficult for me. Um, I had built some great relationships with the guys there and loved playing baseball there, all the coaches and everything. Um, so it was pretty tough to have to tell them I was leaving, um, especially coming off a really good year. And, uh, a great year. That'd be really tough. Yeah. Um, got told my scholarship was going to double. Um, had some uh, pro scouts coming out to watch some games. Um, our coach at the time was building relationships with them, um, specifically for them to look at me. Uh, so that was, it was, it was a tough transition. Um, but I decided I had to, you know, be there for my family. So moved back home and decided to transfer to, um, Northern Illinois University, NIU, um, and commute there, which was about 40, 45 minute drive. And uh, at the time, I didn't really know what baseball was going to be. So I actually contacted the coaches and, and said, hey, you know, I'm transferring here either way. Um, I would love to play baseball, but, and I don't know how that process works. Um, but if, even if I can get a tryout or um, just have the opportunity to uh, be a part of the team in any way, like I'd, I'd love that. So they decided... Um, at the time, they were actually not doing walk-on tryouts at all. Um, there was another guy um, who was coming from a junior college um, who was pretty good as well, and they decided that they would let us be a part of the team for the fall as like an unofficial tryout. 
what I found out was they were probably the worst communicators in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so we, at the time, were just going to weekend practices. So at NIU, the weekends were scrimmages. So we'd go there. One of us would be on one team. One of us would be on the other. And we would just play four-hour scrimmage against each other, however many innings it ended up being. And uh, def- definitely didn't hit too well, um, but I was playing outfield at the time. My last year at Cedarville, I got moved to the outfield, and uh, it seemed like that would be a good hold to kind of fill in at NIU. So I decided to try to be um, an outfielder. And absolutely killed it defensively, uh, but my hitting was pretty pretty poor that fall. So wasn't really sure what it was going to look like. Um, fall season comes to an end and don't hear anything for a week. So kind of get nervous. Don't hear anything for two weeks. Kind of thinking, uh, not looking so good. Um, reached out to the coaches and, um, they said, Hey, our roster's full. We don't really have spots for anybody. Um, but you know, if someone quits or something, then, um, then we can talk about it after that. Well, within three days, uh, one of the guys decided to quit who was on the team. So they called us in and uh, they decided to let me uh, be a part of the team. And then with that comes hours of paperwork to get cleared by the NCAA because of transfer rules um, and being able to have eligibility for that first year. So I actually didn't get cleared by the NCAA until the day before our first game. So I went through all this preseason work and expectations like, not really sure if I'm going to even be allowed to play. Um, Talk to the coach and he said, yeah, we'd love to have you on the field, but at this point we don't know if you're cleared. So, you know, your role, if you do get cleared by the NCAA is probably going to be a role player for a little while. Um, and then getting clear the day before, um, super exciting. I was, I was pumped to, to be able to be officially a division one baseball player and, and make it. Um, and then we, I think we played about 10 games and then, uh, Sir COVID decided to hit and that was that. So your baseball career is like the most entertaining story, dude. It's, it's, it's something, man. And, uh, again, very unfortunate, but I was, um, pretty relieved because now I can kind of just breathe and not have the stress of all that anxiety and, and worry of, of what baseball would look like. Um, got to focus on family, be there for the family. And um, at that time, I put a, a lot of work in and started getting more into um, working out and lifting. Um, actually decided to diet for the first time. Um, I switched my major to kinesiology, um, exercise science background, and uh, decided to put my uh, learnings to the test went on a a diet, lost like 40 pounds. I think at the time I was like 230 pounds. Like I had always thought, Oh, I gotta be huge for baseball, you know? Um, but with nothing else to do, I said, Hey, I'll, I'll diet during COVID and, you know, work on my game all summer long and and see how it goes for me. Probably one of the best things that happened for my baseball career was, uh, actually losing some weight and, and being more athletic and getting into shape. Yeah. I had a great fall, was kind of expecting to be a starter. Um, got into the season, and we had about five pitchers go down with injury. Throwing was always one of those things where I could throw the wall, the ball pretty well, could throw pretty hard, pretty far. Um, my accuracy wasn't the best, but 
I did throw pretty hard. So coaches came up to me and said, Hey, we're down five guys uh, pitching. We need some more pitchers. Do you think you could try it out for us? And, you know, at that point I was up for anything. So I said, why not? Spent the year uh, as a pitcher out of the bullpen. So that was pretty interesting. I had pitched a little bit in high school, but only because we needed it. Would never really consider myself a pitcher. Um, didn't do too bad. Uh, didn't have a ton of opportunities. Was able to get it. Let's just think about this. You go your whole life. It sounds like you played catcher for a while. like from Yeah, pretty catch- much okay. all the way up. All right, and you're looking for a place to play catcher. And you basically probably could have played catcher at the D3 and D2 level. You had a, probably tons of opportunity there. You go to a school, Cedarville, right? Yep. You're going to play catcher, and then this kid decides, no, I'm going to stay. This guy that could have got drafted, right? Junior, he stays. They put you, and they're like, all right, well, you know what? You're pretty damn good, so we'll put you at third. So you go from catcher to third. And you have that really good last year there, and they put you in the outfield. Then you go to NIU, you're playing the outfield, and then now you're pitching. It's like you've you just kept moving around. The yeah, man. Different perspective after different perspective. Yeah. That's wild. It is, and it, it, it was fun to kind of learn something new um, and take on a new challenge that way. But pitching was certainly uh, one of those things where I don't think I ever fully got the full concept of it. But nonetheless, it was fun to, to try something different. Um, finished that year. I still had a year of eligibility because of the COVID rules and whatnot. Um, didn't really care for the coaches. Was kind of unsure what I was going to do. Um, I was debating on going to train at a place in um, Arizona, actually, try to uh, get picked up or or uh, play for an independent league or something. Was basically getting ready for that. Kind of started packing up and getting logistics ready. Uh, my brother lives out there, so I was going to go live with him for a little bit. I graduated school. Uh, then I got a call from the Rockford Rivets, which is a, a team locally here who was in the Northwoods League. And the Northwoods League is a pretty superior summer college baseball league. Summer leagues in college baseball are a big thing for people to get picked up. And you know, a lot of scouts like to go and watch, you know, guys that they can look at going into their next year of season or, you know, last chance guys that they can maybe pick up and draft in the upcoming draft. Got a call from them, and um, surprise, surprise, they needed a pitcher. (laughs) And I was recommended. I said, hey, I'm not really a pitcher. And uh, coach says, well, you pitched at NIU, right? And I was like, yeah, for half a year. He was like, well, if you come and pitch for us, you know, maybe you could pitch for half the year, and then once we get some more arms, maybe we'll have you play a position or something. It was kind of a hard opportunity to say no to. even as a pitcher, just being able to play in front of scouts, have that opportunity. So I said, all right, let's go for it. So actually the day of my graduation, I went and graduated, got some lunch, and then went and played my first game as a rivet. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it, I hadn't thrown in probably two weeks, and um, they said, hey, you're our first guy out of the bullpen. I said, okay. So didn't have a very good start, but actually had a, a pretty good summer with them and did pretty well. No phone calls from scouts, unfortunately. Did have a few conversations, but um, never stemmed out to be anything. So, What was your hitting like when you played with them? Because you're a pretty good hitter. So, Yeah, I uh, would beg to get put in the lineup just to hit. I would take batting practice with the team sometimes. But uh, we had some really good players from some really big schools. And um, most of them stayed the majority of the season. So... By the time the end of the year rolls around, it's our second to last game, and I got my first plate appearance. And uh, 
again, second to last season um, in the Northwoods League. The last two weeks are kind of like bad news bears. It's like who can suit up and play a baseball game? All the good players left to go back to school. <laughs> but the team we were playing actually had a, a pitcher throwing. Um, I believe he was from Notre Dame and was like their their closer. So he was pretty good. He was throwing like 95 miles an hour and had some pretty good off-speed stuff. And uh, coach said, all right, here's your time to hit. And I said, all right, let's go for it. Actually hit a double. So that was pretty exciting. That's big time. So that's that's my claim to fame is I, I hit a thousand in the Northwoods League. So, <laughs> but yeah, and that put this guy in a position, let him play a position. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> so that was uh, that was baseball career. That Brandon. was the end of Rockford Rivets. It was it. That's it. Um, had some medical stuff come up around that time, and uh, pretty much shut me down from a lot of things. Decided to hang up the cleats, but uh, how hard was that? That was, it was pretty tough. I think I was a little burnt out after playing that whole summer. We played like 83 games or something crazy. We had two off days all summer and lived on a bus in cheap motels. So uh, I was a little burnt out. So I think that made, you know, the retirement, I say, a little easier. But yeah, I mean, it was tough to have to go out because of uh, things out of my control, I'll say. We were sitting down for dinner probably last fall when I first met you the first day I met you. And now that I, I mean, I didn't know all the details <clears throat> behind your baseball career, but I do remember vividly me asking you and Nate about baseball. Cause I didn't play baseball and his reaction was so I loved it out there with the guys. It was awesome and v- valuable, uh, valid points. And then I look at you and you were just a like, total opposite. It was grueling. It was this. It was that. So I definitely can tell now why you why your reaction. I'm not saying it was negative, but you really know what it's like to play 83 games over a summer. And yeah. I remember you told me a story when we were having date night, maybe a month or two ago, about was it a double header in a day? And yeah, I want to tell that story. Yeah. So on the rivet, we bus everywhere, so there's no flying. I mean, our longest bus ride I think was like nine hours, but you pretty much live on the bus, right? Well, four or five times a year, they decide it's a good idea to play a game at home. So you play an early game on like a Friday or a Saturday. You play at like usually noon or one o'clock in the afternoon. And then you finish the game, get showered, you get on a bus and you bus to the team we just played. We bus to their home field and we get on the, off the bus and we play a 730 night game. So we play two games in one day after sitting on a bus for three or four hours. And um, my hamstrings hurt thinking about this, dude. It's 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 brutal. And fortunately, I was you know a pitcher, so I didn't have to do too much. But it's just you know having to prep and and all the pregame stuff and making sure your body's right, your arms ready to go, and just mentally trying to sit there for for four hours and then get on a bus for three hours and then do it all over again. Um, Pretty tough, but uh, yeah, I was just going to say the whole summer is a grind, but I think it was definitely probably one of the most fun experiences I've had, Um, especially the fact that you're in it with another group of guys makes it more enjoyable too. So yeah, remind you saying that reminds me of like basic training or just some of the ridiculous things I did in the military that were really tough. I always say it's like the most fun that I'd never want to have again. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) 